Saturdays are for sunshine, especially for your ears. With another election, ongoing wars, and natural disasters, we know the news can be a lot to take in. And we're determined to share the bright side of humanity. Every Saturday, take a breather from the headlines and hear all the uplifting happenings across the world with Five Good Things, a new weekend edition of CNN Five Things. That means you can find this goodness in the same feed as Five Things. Listen to Five Good Things on the iHeartRadio app. Welcome to the Scene to Scene podcast. I am your host, Valerie Complex. Today, I am chatting with Ji Young Yu. Ji Young stars as co-lead in the six-part limited series, Expats. I think I learn a little bit with every character that I play. I think usually I play a character and it causes enough introspection that I learn something about myself. I honestly can't gush enough about Freaky Tales. I'm so excited to share it with more people. If you like what you hear, be sure to review, like, and subscribe to the Scene to Scene podcast. Busy weekends are a breeze with American Express Platinum Card. 8 a.m., wait to board plane in the Centurion Lounge. <sighs> Much better. 2 p.m., grab seats for the game. Come on, pick and roll! 6 p.m., book an exclusive reservation with Resi Global Dining Access. Right this way. Because the American Express Platinum Card offers access to the Centurion Lounge, must-see live events, and exclusive reservations at renowned restaurants. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your experiences at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Terms apply. There's plenty to celebrate in March and ex- Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free. The 2020 MLB season will be one like any other that we have seen before. A 60-game sprint in just over two months to decide who will be playing in October in a format that lends itself to the unpredictable. But that's where Greg Peterson comes in. He's got you covered daily, highlighting elements and angles that will be essential to know along with his picks with every single game on every single day. Now it is time for the Baseball Betting podcast with Greg Peterson. Hey, warm hello. Welcome to Lovey Las Vegas for the Baseball Betting Podcast. Myself, Greg Peterson, now powered by Book It Sports. You guys heard Olivia Moody on the podcast yesterday. She does a lot when it comes to Book It Sports, all their social media, all their coverage, and does a great job of looking at some of these baseball games as well with the podcast Play It Her Way. It is going to absolutely change the way that you look at sports betting. It's launching November 1st for both iPhone along with Android. And think about the ideal social media site for sports betting. You get live line moves, live scoring updates, and what you don't get random cat memes from your mom. You don't get a whole bunch of highly suspect debates that you don't want any part of because they don't involve sports or anything like that. That's exactly what Book It Sports is going to provide you. It's going to be absolutely excellent. You're able to follow them at Book It Sports and you're able to follow the guest that is going to be joining us in the second segment at Scott's On Air. As we're going to have one of our good buddies Scott Seidenberg joining me in the second segment to take a look at Game 6 of the World Series. Do we think that we are going to be getting a Game 7 of the World Series? 
series. We're going to be bringing that up. He's got a play that he feels very strongly about for Game 6, so we're going to be diving into all aspects of the game in the second segment, and then in the final segment, I'm going to give you guys my side in total for Game 6 and a little something I like to call Touch Them All. First things first, always love to be able to answer your Twitter questions on this podcast. If there is something that you'd like answered, fire that into my Twitter timeline at jrs 41 If you send these in via direct message, keep in mind the letter ZM to me mean does not matter. I did not get in any today, so there is that, but what we do have is my good friends at my bookie giving you a good offer right now. I know that the baseball season is winding down, but as we know, both the NFL and college football seasons are in full swing. College basketball is going to be coming our way in less than a month on November 25th, and they're going to be offering you a dollar-for-dollar match if you wind up signing up with them using the promo code OVERTIME when you make your first deposit. That's one word, O-V-E-R-T-I-M-E. You're able to bet the side and troll like I'm going to be providing you in the final segment of this podcast. You're able to dive into player props, first fives. You're able to look at some very exotic things as well. They've got a wide menu for this World Series. They've got a wide menu when it comes to all the football action. They're going to have you covered when it comes to college basketball and so much more. It is winning season. And a man that is always winning regardless of the season, that'd be Scott Seidenberg. We're going to be talking to him next about Game 6 of the World Series, doing a deep dive there, what it means that the roof is open in Arlington versus when it's closed because it has had a huge impact when it comes to totals. That is going to be coming up on the other side right here on the Baseball Bank Podcast. Myself, Craig Peterson, now powered by Book and Sports. Greg is calling in a pinch hitter from the Overtime Network Hotline. And we're back here in lovely Las Vegas for the Baseball Bank Podcast. Myself, Greg Peterson, now powered by Book and Sports. The app that is going to be changing the way that you look at sports betting, and it is coming your way November 1st. You may recall on this podcast yesterday, we had Olivia Moody on this podcast, and she described it very well. It's sort of like a cross between Twitter and Instagram only for betting and for betting only. You're able to track live line moves, live scores, interact with betters without getting into things like cat memes and what everyone had for lunch and everything like that. So it's going to be absolutely tremendous. You're able to follow all that they do at HQ, and you're able to follow our next guest at Scott's On Air. As it is Scott Seidenberg joining me on the podcast. He does absolutely terrific work with a little bit of everything. He does a pair of football podcasts this time of year. This is a man that he also gives out his play of the day. When it comes to the MLB season, I don't think he gave one out yesterday, considering, well, there was no World Series game, but we've got a game six to talk about with our good buddy Scott Seidenberg. And Scott, always great to have you aboard. Thank you so much. Thank you, Greg. It's been a fun World Series and and should be a fun conclusion to this wild 2020 Major League Baseball season. I totally agree with you because we saw in Game 4, the LA Dodgers were pretty sunk. In Game 5, the Rays were a little bit sunk with what happened with Manuel Margot trying to steal home and everything like that. Now, it's a do-or-die game for the Tampa Bay Rays, but they're going to be sending out their Blake Sell, and he's going to be going up against Tony Gonsolin, who, for Tony Gonsolin, he was very good during the regular season. In the role of starting pitcher, he had an ERA sub-2. Here in the postseason, it just hasn't been the same. He made nine total appearances, eight starts during the regular season here in the postseason, three total appearances and two starts. And during the postseason, he's given up three home runs, and he gave up two during the regular season. And he has as many walks here in the postseason, seven, as he's had in the regular season as well. Seems like things are starting to get to him. And for Blake Sell, not a guy that's necessarily going to go deep, but he certainly did look pretty solid in game two up until that fifth inning. And I have a little bit more faith here in Blake Sell. I'm not sure about you, but 
I think that this is a pretty good spot for the Tampa Bay Rays, especially as an underdog. Yeah, this is one of those games where your mind is telling you one thing and your heart maybe is telling you another because your mind would tell you that the Rays are the play here. Obviously, they have the pitching advantage. I know Snell got tagged for the two runs last time in game two, but those two runs came in the fifth inning. The guy did mow down, what, nine strikeouts in that game. He gave up a home run, which is it's going to happen. That's the Dodgers are going to hit home runs, right? That's that's how they score. And then the only two runs that he gave up came on a Taylor home run. So one swing in the bat, those are the two runs right there. So the pitching advantage goes to the Rays. The Rays also playing, obviously, with their backs up against the walls. It's an elimination game for them. So with the pitching advantage and the motivational advantage, everything would point to betting the Rays as the underdog play in this game. But there's something about the opportunity to close it out for the Dodgers, the way that this series has gone, the way that the Dodgers should have already been crowned World Series champions, if not for that fluky game four finish that tied up the series. It's just one of those things where my mind is fighting my gut here. My mind is telling me the Rays are the smart play. My gut is telling me that the Dodgers close out the World Series tonight. And what's very interesting about the Dodgers, as we do have Scott Seidenberg joining me on the podcast, two plus home runs in eight straight postseason games. That is a postseason record. And for the Tampa Bay Rays, a little bit of a bugaboo about this team has been they just have been relying upon the couple guys that have been doing it all year long, and really not a lot of other guys have been able to step up. Now, I will say Mark Brasso for the series is hitting a 400, but that's because he's just had a limited amount of at-bats. We all know about Randy Rosarena. A new postseason record for home runs and hits. That's just absolutely insane. Brandon Lau, he had the three home runs in the first four games of the series. He just hasn't done much, though. He's hitting a buck 43. Manuel Margot, who is gunned down at home. He certainly has been able to get on base for the team and Kevin Kiermeyer as well, but the guys I'm looking for are like Joey Wendell, Willie Adamas, Austin Meadows. These are the guys that over the last two regular seasons have certainly been able to get the job done for the Rays. Here in the postseason, though, they've just been out of sight, out of mind, hitting at 200 or lower for all three of these guys. And I think that these are the bats that need to step up for the Rays. Yeah, and I think that they will. It's a good situation against Gonsolin and whoever the Dodgers decide to back him up with because you know he's only going to go maybe the first inning into the second. Uh, so you can have Floro or Joe Kelly will probably see extended work as well. Maybe Alex Wood. We had Dustin May two days ago, so I don't know if, you know, I'm sure, listen, everybody's going to be able to go, but Walker Buehler lined up for game seven, so it's not like they're going to need a lot of bullpen guys in game seven. And plus, it's all hands on deck in game seven. So I think that they'll have a good staple of bullpen guys available after Gonsolin. The way to play this game, Greg, might actually be the over. It was 6-4 the last time these two pitchers met. Again, Snell gave up two, Gonsolin gave up one, and then the Dodgers bullpen, you know, May gave up three, Kelly gave up one, even though it was Kelly that really gave up the hits, but they were charged to May. And I think the over might be the way to play this one rather than choose a side. I know it's at eight. If it can get to seven and a half, that's even better. Every game in this World Series has gone over except for game five, which was the 4-2 finish. So I'm pretty comfortable betting the over and expecting the raised bats to come through in a do-or-die situation here in game six. And I think even bigger to the over as well is that you just take a look at the way that the ballpark in Arlington has played this entire year. When the roofs have been closed, it's been very much an under ballpark. But if you include Texas Ranger home games along with the National League postseason, I believe that now the over is, if I remember correctly, 13 and 5 in the last 18 games. And I think that that's a really big key because the roof really needs to be open because of COVID concerns aside from apparently 
I think it was game three in which it was closed just due to complete inclement weather. With that said, that's a different discussion for a different day, but I really do think that the roof being open does lend a lot to the over because we know that the Dodgers are able to crank them out. At the same time, Tony Gonsolin, he certainly has not been doing a good job of keeping the ball in the yard here in the postseason. No, not at all. And during the regular season, the roof was closed 24 times and open six times for the Texas Rangers. So during the six games that it was open, they averaged total 11.83 runs per game. And during the 24 times that it was closed, it averaged 8.21 runs per game. So no matter what, every game that is played in Globe Life Park averages over the posted total for all of these World Series games. And if you just bet the over in every single one of these World Series games, you'd be four and one to the over. Your only loss being the last game that was just played four to two. I think the over is a slam dunk here in game six. Yep, I am in total agreement with you here. I am on the over myself, as we do have Scott Seidenberg joining me on the podcast. And we take a look at the Rays as well. It's not like the bullpen has been terrible by any stretch of the imagination, but you've got a pair of bullpens here in the World Series that have an ERA north of four. For the LA Dodgers, it balloons north of five. I mean, you can thank Kenley Chanson for that one, but (laughs) I mean... You just take a look at both of these bullpens. They've been hit, and they've been hit hard. I just mentioned Kenley Jansen and how poopy he's been here in the postseason. But you take a look at the normal closer of the Rays as well. That'd be Nick Anderson. It's not like he's been lights out in the postseason either. This is a guy with a 5 ERA. He's only got 5.7 strikeouts per nine innings in this postseason. I take a look at it. It just feels like the grind of a season because both of these teams are in the regular season. They were in the top five when it came to bullpen ERA. It certainly has gotten to them now the regular off days in the World Series are certainly helping out a little bit, but I mean, these are two very good lineups. Despite the fact that the Rays strike out a lot, they've got a lot of firepower when it comes to taking a team deep. And then with the Dodgers, I mean, one through nine, I think the only slot that has not gotten a home run here in the World Series is a seven slot. I mean, you know that any hitter that comes up to the plate, they're a threat to go deep. Yeah, nine players. That's a record. Nine players on the Dodgers have homered in this World Series. That's unbelievable. And when you look at the bullpen, I think it was really telling that Blake Trinan got the ninth inning in game five instead of Kenley Jansen. And I don't know if the confidence for Jansen is shot, but if he does get into the game in game six, which you would expect him to at some point, I certainly can't trust him. And I don't know if he can trust himself right now. Obviously, Dave Roberts doesn't trust him. And so if he's in the game, and no matter what point it is, you're always confident you're going to be able to score against him. I just think that as much as I really want to play the Rays, because I do want to see a game seven, and I do think they have the pitching edge, and I think that they do force this to a game seven, and it's Morton against Bueller, which will be an incredible matchup. I just think the safer play, the more confident play is to just take the over. I wouldn't even mess around with the first five. Just go over eight for the full game and just sit back and enjoy either the Dodgers, deservingly so, winning a World Series for the first time in, what, three tries in the past four or five years, or the Rays sending this to a game seven. And we have the greatest thing in sports, which is game seven. I'm right there with you. You've got an underdog team with one of the lowest payrolls out there in baseball in the Tampa Bay Rays. And you've got the Dodgers trying to not become the Buffalo Bills of the NFL. So you certainly have a whole lot of that going on. And Scott, we've had a whole lot of you on this podcast during the season because you do an absolutely amazing job. Break down a little bit of everything. I know that you do a pair of football podcasts over there at the Believe Podcast Network. I know that you do quite a few radio appearances as well. You're a man that 
If it's a radio near you, you may or may not be hearing Scott Seidenberg on that given night with the way that your schedule has been. You've been doing a great job rolling with the punches. So let the good people at home know what you're all working on right now and how they're able to follow along on social media and elsewhere. Absolutely. Always on Twitter at Scott's on air. It's S-C-O-T-T-S-O-N-A-I-R. Post all the links there to all of my appearances. Heavy into college football now. Went 5-0 and last Saturday, my first undefeated Saturday of the season. So we're riding a high 7-2 and in our last two weekends in college football, so very excited about that and looking to keep the momentum going this Saturday, obviously with the you know my football podcasts, and we will have a play, and it's no secret, it's the over for Game <laughs> 6 of the World Series tonight, so I'll just post that so everybody knows on my Twitter page with a little write-up as to why, if you didn't listen to this full podcast and just fast-forward to the end to get our picks, <laughs> it's going to be the over in Game 6 of the World Series, and uh, yeah, you know it's always fun chatting up betting with you, Greg. Absolutely. It's always tremendous. And I am right there with Scott on the over. You're going to be hearing why I'm going to be on the Tampa Bay Rays in this game as well. Hopefully we do wind up getting a game seven. And I know that Scott is going to be following along with game six so much more. And he's going to get prepped once the 2021 MLB season comes along as well. So big thanks to Scott Seidenberg for joining me right here on the Baseball Bank Podcast. Coming up next, it is that time that I break down game six of the World Series with a side in total and something you like to call touch them all. Welcome back to the Baseball Betting Podcast with Greg Peterson as we're off to a quality start. And now it's time to walk it off in a grand fashion. And a big thanks to Scott Seidenberg of the Believe Podcast Network and doing just a whole wide variety of radio work for joining me in the last segment as we're back here in Lovey Las Vegas for the Baseball Betting Podcast. Myself, Greg Peterson, now presented by our good friends at Book It Sports. Book It Sports has a great podcast lineup for you. You know this one, the Baseball Betting Podcast, and then my other one, Hooping with Hoops, that is college basketball coverage, and it comes your way every single day, much like this one does during the regular season. I may or may not be running this during the KBO playoffs as well, the KBO postseason season is going to be coming your way next week. I have to determine whether or not there is going to be enough of an audience that wants to hear me chatting about KBO during the postseason and everything like that, but there's a chance of that. And then you've also got Play It Her Way. You guys heard Olivia Moody on this podcast yesterday. She and someone who works over there at the South Point Sportsbook, Haley Hull, wind up doing that. It's really the only podcast I have found with two female leads talking about sports betting. That's absolutely terrific. You guys have heard on this podcast, Jeff Parles. He does the parlay cast four times a week. You've also got betting the high line. That is with Tom Viola, who used to be with the Vegas Ads and Information Network. That is dedicated to soccer betting. So a good lineup there. And you're able to follow all that Book It Sports is doing at Book It HQ. The app is going to be coming your way November 1st, but what's coming your way right now is Game 6 of the World Series. It's coming up tonight, so I've got my side and total on it, so let's get into it and something like to call Touch Em All. If a game is listed on the betting board, Greg has a side and a total on it, so it is time to touch them all. Do note that any changes are made to these plays will be listed up on my Twitter feed at JRS41. Typically, this disclaimer does not come into effect, but we've already seen Mad Max Scherzer scratch from a World Series start last year. We saw Clayton Kershaw earlier this postseason wind up getting scratched, so you never know if that does wind up being the case, obviously, at Junior's Scorty 1 is where you're going to see that noted. We go, as per usual, in Las Vegas rotation order, and, well, it's easy to go in Las Vegas rotation order when there's one game. That would be 961-962 on the betting board. It is played out there in the lovely city of Arlington, Texas, but 
but we know that neither of these teams are based there. The official home team is the LA Dodgers, and they're going to be playing against the Tampa Bay Rays as Blake Snell takes a bump for the Rays. Meanwhile, Tony Gonsolin is going to be on the bump for the Dodgers. If you're looking at this total, it is 8. Overs anywhere between minus 115 and minus 120 on the juice. The under is anywhere between even and minus 105. And if you're taking a look at the Rays, you're going to be finding them anywhere between plus 120 and plus 130. Meanwhile, if you're looking to lay it with the Dodgers, I'm seeing as low as a minus 135, as high as a minus 141. And this is the spot in which I'm going to be taking a Game 7 here. I'm going to be going with the Tampa Bay Rays. I did like what I saw out of Blake Snell in the team's last start, and I just don't like what I'm seeing out of Tony Gonsolin in general in the World Series. With Gonsolin, during the regular season, in his eight starts, he had a sub-2 ERA. Now, if you look overall for the year, it was a little bit north of 2 because he wound up making a very awkward relief appearance when Dustin May got hurt in a start against the Arizona Diamondbacks. But, I mean, with Gonsolin, 7 and 2 thirds innings here in the postseason, he's given up 3 home runs and 7 walks. During 46 and 2 thirds innings during the regular season. Two home runs give it up in seven walks, and during the regular season, he was getting about a strikeout per inning. 46 punch outs and 46 and two-thirds innings. Actually, nine strikeouts and seven two-thirds innings, but I think a little of that is because he's made two starts and a relief appearance, so there's just that off-balanceness, and well, when you combine it with all the home runs and walks that he's given up, it certainly does... Not to you a whole heck of a lot of good to get a couple more punch outs. Meanwhile, Blake Snell, nine strikeouts of four two-thirds innings in his last start. It's not like he's necessarily been terrific. He hasn't completed six full innings since the 2019 season, but you take a look at his postseason starts. Really, other than that start that he had against the Yankees, in which he wound up giving up four runs over the course of five innings, he's been pretty rock solid. You take a look at the other four combined. He has given up a grand total of five runs, going between four and five and two-thirds innings in every one of them, and he's given up two home runs in those four starts. And that start against the Yankees, he obviously wound up giving up three. Now, walks have been a little bit of a concern. Over the course of his last two starts, that spans eight and two-thirds innings. He has issued eight of them. So, I do like the overall the more. We were talking with Scott Seidenberg about just the dimensions of the ballpark out there in Arlington when the roof is open. It certainly has been lending itself to the over. And with the LA Dodgers, batters one through nine are all a threat to be able to go deep. Justin Turner down for what has been heating up recently, hitting at 364 for the series. He's been able to go deep. You've got Jock Peterson along with Max Muncie, a pair of guys that wound up hitting below a 200 during the regular season. They certainly have been able to heat up. Peterson, 455 on base, 400 batting average. He had a home run in Game 5. You've got Muncie, who's hitting at 389 for the series, over a 500 on base. He's been able to pound out a home run for this team as well. Chris Taylor, only a 200 for the series, but he was able to go deep off of Blake Snell in the last start. Mookie Betts, only getting a 227, but we know that the extent of what Mookie Betts is able to do extends far beyond just a batting average. He was able to give the Nation Free Tacos. I believe that that's coming up this Wednesday. You might want to check with your local Taco Bell there. I always say check with your local book when it comes to checking in on like tickets, when it comes to rainouts and everything like that. Check with your local Taco Bell. But with that said, he was able to give the Nation Free Tacos. He's been absolutely tremendous out there in the field. So he's got that impact. And then you've got Mr. Corey Seager who's been absolutely superb this postseason. I mean, you take a look at what he's doing for the series. 6.09 on base. He's saying right Right around a 470, eight home runs, 19 RBI. Seven of those home runs have come in the last two series. So he's firing on all cylinders. And when you take a look at firing on all cylinders, Randy Arozarena, he has set a postseason record for most hits and most home runs. G-Man Choi has not
not necessarily been able to get it going in this series, hitting a buck 43, but overall for the postseason, he's been very solid. And Yandy Diaz, under the radar, he's hitting a 364 here in the World Series. Manuel Margot has been able to hit a 400. He also tried to steal home, and that didn't wind up going, but I really think the key here for the Tampa Bay Rays, what I was talking about with Scott, Austin Meadows, Joey Wendell, Willie Adamas, a trio of guys that over the last few years have been very consistent. Now with Meadows during the regular season, he's only at 205. I contribute a lot of that due to the fact that he was dealing with COVID. Things were just off and on with him, but you just take a look at these three guys. They're all hitting in this World Series, a buck 76 or lower. I don't think either of these three guys have drawn a walk. I mean, you just need to find a way to get on base. Mike Zanino, who actually came up with a couple clutch hits in that series against the Houston Astros, and I believe the New York Yankees as well. He has yet to get a hit in this World Series as well, so that's a little bit of a factor, but I just take a look at this Tampa Bay Rays bullpen. You're going to have Peter Fairbanks, Diego Castillo, Aaron Loop, list goes on and on of guys that are active. They are calling themselves the 98ers after they wound up having that scuffle with the New York Yankees earlier in the season. And for the LA Dodgers, it's just hard to have a lot of faith in this bullpen. I will say Victor Gonzalez, who wound up being seen in Game 5, he's been able to do a solid job. Blake Trine was able to get the save in Game 5 as well, but Dustin May has been trying to fill that Kenta Maeda role. Gotta think that with there being an off day yesterday, he's going to be available to pitch. He just hasn't been able to do a great job in that Kenta Maeda role. You take a look at what he's been able to do for the postseason. Dustin May right around a 422 ERA, but I do think that there have actually been quite a few unearned runs that have been to his credit slash detriment as well. He just hasn't looked sharp in this postseason. We all know about Kenley Jansen. I mean, you want absolutely no part of him entering into a game. Joe Kelly has been pretty solid, but with Joe Kelly, he's a guy that also issues quite a few walks. He's not necessarily the highest rated guy when it comes to swings and misses as well. So I think that there's a lot of issues when it comes to the Dodgers in general, when it comes to their pitchers in this game. you got to think that Mr. Julio Arias is going to be available as well, despite the fact that he wound up starting a couple days ago because I remember when Tony Gonsolin wound up pitching in Game 7 against the Atlanta Braves. You pretty much had Urias along with May and Gonsolin all pitching that game. Walker Buehler is going to be going in Game 7 and we know that when it comes to Game 7, everything goes out the window, but I just take a look at it. I think that we're going to get a high scoring game. I think that Blake Snell much like he did in Game 2. Probably going to wind up giving up like two or three runs over the course of about five innings, but I think that Gonsolin is not going to be long for this game. I think that we're going to see a Dodgers team that has scored at least three runs, and now 23 out of their last 25 games get theirs, but I think that the Rays get to Gonsolin early and often in this one, so we're going to be going with the over along with the Rays on the money line, and with that, that would mean a Game 7. My plan is to have a podcast tomorrow, whether or not we do have a Game 7 or if it just winds up being the end of the season. If it's the end of the season, obviously it's going to be a wrap-up. If we do wind up having a Game 7, it's obviously going to be looking at the most important game of the season, so be on the lookout for that and I always appreciate you guys tuning in and if you have yet to subscribe to this fine podcast, the Baseball Betting Podcast, you're able to do so wherever you get your podcasts. That'd be Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, Stitcher, and TuneIn. If you ever have any question for the podcast, one of two ways to be able to fire that in. My Twitter timeline, at GRS41. If you send those via direct message letters, them to me, me does not matter. Or you can also send them in by an Apple Podcast review. Rate this podcast five stars. That will help the exposure of this podcast. And from there, you're able to send in your question, comment, beef, what have you. Also, let me know if you want me to continue on with this podcast for a few weeks, looking at KBO action as well. As always, big thanks to Scott Seidenberg for joining me in the last segment. Does great work with the Believe Podcast Network. I hope you're all safe, healthy, and doing well. I will be talking to you guys in some form or fashion tomorrow. Thank you so much for tuning in. 